1: The absolute raging hypocrisy of the BBC over the suspension of Gary Lineker for condemning the despicable rhetoric um, towards refugees and migrants under a Conservative government is something to behold. And this hypocrisy has been completely blown apart by two different people this weekend in very different ways. Now, just a little recap. This is a corporation which, of course, allowed the flagship politics presenter Andrew Neil to chair a hard-right magazine and also tweet right-wing political opinions on social media when he wasn't a sports journalist, was, as I've said, the flagship political presenter. It allowed Alan Sugar, without being suspended, to tweet photoshopped images of Jeremy Corbyn with Adolf Hitler, but finds a sports presenter talking about, as I've said, and rhetoric towards refugees and migrants intolerable. Now let's just listen to what the footballing icon John Barnes had to say about all this.
0: In terms of impartiality, I don't know when the BBC have ever been impartial. In fact, BBC's reporting on the Qatar World Cup was anything but impartial. So it seems that they want to pick and choose when they want to be impartial. Criticising others or criticising other countries or other political parties or other religions seems to be okay. But of course, if you then criticise what goes on in this country then it seems that they will then come up with this impartiality rule. The second thing, which a lot of people took um, offense to, is, is the perception that Gary was was equating um, Britain to, to Nazi Germany, which he wasn't. What he said was the language used regarding the refugees is similar to the language used in 1930s Germany, which it was. And, of course, we can see how that ended up. And um, Gary is not saying, I'm not saying that that's how it's going to end up. But, of course, the language used in terms of creating this perception of an unworthy refugee, very much like the Jews were unworthy um, to be German, and Germans were better than Jews, that was the language that was used, and that's what we're saying here. We're talking about the the, the the refugees coming over, and the language used towards the refugees coming over on boats, in terms of them being rapists, in terms of them being criminals, is different to the refugees from the Ukraine. And that is what we have to, to to address. And that is what I want, Gary, and everybody supporting him to talk about us talking about the worthiness of different groups of people, because that's how discrimination starts. Be it men, women towards the uh, men, in terms of the worthiness of a woman towards a man, blacks towards whites, gays towards straight people, and a Syrian refugee coming over on a boat as, in relation to a Ukrainian refugee coming over. We don't hear a language from the Ukrainian refugee's situation talking about rapists and murderers, but we heard about the Iraqis and the Syrians, and that's what I would like Gary and people to talk about the worthiness of everybody, including the the Syrian refugees, in relation to the Ukrainian refugees.
1: So there's a very obvious point here. Now, you and I, I'm sure, unless you're completely unrepresentative of maybe lots of people who watch this, to be be fair, lots of people disagree with me who watch these videos or listen to the podcast. But I think most would agree that Qatar is an unpleasant dictatorship, which treats LGBTQ people and migrant workers very badly. That's still a political opinion course, everything's politics. Um, it's not simply, you know, a, 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 a an opinion which is somehow divorced from the sphere of politics. If you believe Qatar is a repressive regime which abuses human rights, then you are expressing a political opinion. Now, the BBC had no problem with absolutely showcasing an objection to Qatar. Now, there might be some who go, well, actually, there's inconsistencies there because what, you know, big sports um, events in Russia, World Cup, in, in China, and you didn't have that level of focus. But when it comes to an Arab country, different rules apply. Do you know what? Whatever. I think consistency should be applied. And I think Qatar should have been condemned and joined in that condemnation at the time. It's still a political opinion. And, and this itself, of course, exposes the ludicrous nature of all of this because what's really happening here is the BBC is saying that if you talk about a foreign regime and the way it behaves that is a violation of impartiality there's no question that's not impartial but that's that's acceptable but it's if you say something closer to home about the truths and realities of modern British society that's when it becomes completely unacceptable so you can focus your fire at foreign regimes but you can't discuss the nature of your own country that isn't a blanket ban on expressing political opinions, it's a blanket ban on anything which might be seen to criticise the Conservative government here in Britain. Here's someone else blowing the hypocrisy apart from a very different angle.
2: Three things dominated the political headlines last week. Matt Hancock's authoritarian WhatsApp messages during the pandemic, the appointment as Sir Keir Starmer's Chief of Staff of Sue Gray, who was hilariously in charge of propriety in the civil service, and the government's plan to discourage illegal immigration. The government's plans attracted the expert testimony of Gary Lineker. It takes the licence fees of 8,500 households just to pay Mr Lineker's salary. And because the licence fee is effectively an inescapable tax, it seems to me that the presenter has an obligation to respect the BBC's funding model. If those who are its public face are party political, then the licence fee becomes untenable. In the welter of criticism of BBC management today, that point seems to be overlooked. The enemies of the BBC on the right will be delighted with the rumpus caused by Mr Lineker's ego because it brings the licence fee a step closer to the dustbin of history.
1: Michael Portillo there. Is that Michael Portillo, the same Michael Portillo, who is a BBC presenter, he presents Great British Railway Journeys, expressing political opinions on a right-wing... That's different because, well, obviously, Michael Portillo is a conservative politician. um, And therefore, you'd expect him to express conservative opinions. What what you're saying there, what is being said there, is as long as you're an overtly ideological politician, then you can present BBC shows and express, in this case, right-wing political opinions. But if you're not a conservative politician and you're a sports presenter then you can't express political opinions. Do you see how ridiculous this is getting? Just how absolutely, clearly, ludicrous this all is. This is about the shutting down of progressive political opinions. Now, the front, I have say, coming out to Andrew Neil, the front of that guy, he's been quoted in the BBC. He went on the Newscast podcast from New York. Former busy presenter Andrew Neil says the corporation has right to agree new rules with Gary Lineker for his use of social media. It's currently not working, he said, but he raises the prospect of the sports presenter leaving if he feels free speech is being infringed. Andrew Neil, who now presents a political programme on Channel 4, describes the BBC's impartiality drive as a work in progress going in the right direction. You have some front, Andrew. And I have to say, I almost admire the hotspur involved there, when you know perfectly well that you express political opinions on social media when you were a political presenter, it's just they weren't left-wing political opinions. You also know that you chaired a hard-right magazine which churned out articles, you didn't write them, but you chaired the magazine, which write, wrote articles such as In Defence of the Wehrmacht, or In Praise of the Wehrmacht, sorry, get it right, and uh, which cheered on Greek, neo Nazis, and has published articles saying there's not enough Islamophobia in the Conservative Party. That's fine, as far as you're concerned, But if it's someone, a liberal, not a socialist, a liberal, expressing liberal political opinions, that for you is absolutely outrageous. And the BBC is right to be moving in a right direction on impartiality when you didn't feel you were bound by those impartiality rules when you were a presenter. Now, I mean, it's it's striking. 2018 when Gary Lineker was criticised by the cricket host Jonathan Agnew for breaking editorial guidelines, as he puts it, keep your political views, whatever they are, whatever the subject to yourself. At the time, a BBC spokesperson said, Gary's not involved in any news or political output for the BBC. As such, any expression of his personal uh, political views does not affect uh, the BBC's impartiality. And in 2016, when he was criticised for some tweets about child migrants, the BBC responded, Gary's a freelance broadcaster and this is a personal Twitter account. What's changed? What's going on there? Now, finally, I do want to bring up someone else, which I think just sums up what's happening here to a large degree. And that is Lewis Goodall, who's a brilliant journalist, who the BBC lost. And again, like they lost Emily Maitlis, for example. Now, this is what he had to say. When I was at the BBC, Robbie Gibb, you know, made my life really difficult There after Robbie day. Gibb is the former director of communications for Theresa May, yeah. who then went to be on the board of... Of, of the, the BBC, BBC former communications uh, and
2: also helped found a rival broadcaster <laughs> yeah. GB News
1: yeah exactly and you know not really talked about this before he made my life really really hard at the BBC you know day after day I would hear from people saying uh, you know just watch it is watching you now you know because they had created this sort of confection that somehow I was sort of Labour supporting or, you know, doing Labour... You know, my... Gra- by comparison to R- Robbie Gibb, my sort of grand summit within the Labour Party was, you know, vice chair of Birmingham Northfield CLP and youth officer when I was 17 years old. And I'm sitting there going, hang on a minute, I'm being lectured about impartiality from a man who until checks Notes, like, 12 months ago, was literally head of comms in Downing Street. Well, this is what's striking, isn't it? All this talk of impartiality when the director general is a former Conservative candidate. When the BBC chair gave a a, a massive donation to the Conservative Party and a loan to Boris Johnson. When Robbie Gibb, as has been described, went in this revolving door of working for the Conservative Party, then being head of BBC political coverage, then becoming director of communications to a Conservative Prime Minister, and then going back to the BBC again and policing the output of the likes of Louis Goodall. And what this shows isn't about impartiality at all. It's the attempt to create a hostile environment in this country for opinions which are hostile to the interests of the Conservative Party, who regard political opinions which are not right-wing as illegitimate. That's what this is about. And I have to say, if you look back now, in terms of what happened under uh, to, to Corbynism, some of you might not agree with Jamie Corbyn, whatever. But the fact is, what you saw there, that onslaught against Corbynism, did you really think... And I address this to a lot of liberals and centrists. Do you think they were just going to stop there, do you? That you have this vicious, unrelenting war against the then leadership of the Labour Party treated as completely politically illegitimate, extreme, dangerous and all the rest of it. You think they'd stop there? No, they ate that up for lunch and they were still hungry. And now they want to eat the rest of you. They want to eat the liberals and the centrists and the progressives of any description or cue, however mild a centrist dad you happen to be, they want to take you down as well. And they're not going to stop... Until all political opinions to the right of Geng- to the left sorry of Genghis Khan have been shut down and illegitimized. that's what this is all really about. An ever more radicalised and extreme right-wing political movement in Britain, which is out of control and is trying to shut down, as I've said, anything which happens to deviate from their right-wing norms. Please like, subscribe, and support us on Patreon.com/484. And we'll see you next time.